I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts Podcast. I'm one of your, we're going to call it four hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We may or may not have a fifth host. We will see how it goes. So we also have a rather exciting guest tonight. I think we're all a little pumped up about this. Um, it's show season and uh, we've got uh, we've got somebody on that's heavily involved in a in a local show. So we are really excited to get into this discussion tonight and just talk about you know shows. So from the hunk standpoint, we have on the line tonight Mr. Tom Venata back from a hiatus. Hello. Some guys threw me in the back of a van and took me away from the lab, said I had to do a podcast <laughs> with you jabronis. Yeah, it's like uh, all you do anymore is make plastics. They're, they promised I can go back if I just do this, so let's let's get on with it. I can go make some more worms, right? Back to Trout Worms R Us. They're, they're, they're all staring at me right now, the guys that kidnapped me, so... Well, we're happy to have you back. I'm glad I'm you're glad to be your, back. Your trout worm vacation. I, tr- I came back to try to beat Nick's streak that he has going. Ooh, I'll try to give be... him a run for his money. Speaking of of Nick, we also have on the line tonight, Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Glad to be here. Number five in a row. Four. Right. I Dude, I think it's four, and that's crazy. All right. Ooh. That's insane to me. You're you're Johnny on the spot anymore. Yeah. Look at you. You actually won a podcast. This is Loose, great. Loosen it up the dad life. Ah. Ah. Sleeping more. Oh, there you go. You ready for number two then? No. No. <laughs> we also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Donnie Swink. Swinky. Evening, boys. Fresh new mic. Got a real oh. hot mic here. Oh boy! So wait, we got to talk about this for a second because this is a big moment in in Hunk's history right here. How this, sad this, is it going to be when it breaks halfway through the episode? It very well could. It did come from Mac discount. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is this? Are we legit now that you have a mic? Five for five. This is real. This is real, right. baby. So if it sounds like crap, let me know. I don't have any idea if I'm using this thing correctly. So please guide me. Did, did Kellen give it to you so he can be a sponsor? Hell no, I had to pay full price for this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Life's tough. We also have we also have on the phone tonight. We're gonna we're gonna call it our fifth (laughs) our fifth host. Slid right in here. He did Mr. Owen Seaman in Big O's Bucktails. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. Glad to see you. Glad to be seen. I feel like Tom's like a, a rookie right now because he keeps banging. Yeah, talking his about mic. mic issues, man. I'm struggling tonight, but at least right. Donnie will do better than I am. Well, boys, it is great to see your smiling faces on the Zoom here tonight. We are super excited about this particular episode because we have a phenomenal guest here with us, a super special guest here with us tonight. But before we get into that, I want to highlight the topic for this evening, and that is plainly put the musky max plus our local musky expo here in the great state of pennsylvania here in western pa now we are all familiar with musky max it is one of the premier events that we have 
and really one of the premier Muskie Expos across the entire country. Now, the Muskie Max Plus is March 4th and 5th, and the Muskie Max is going to be held again at the Princecape Arena right there in the South Point Cannonsburg Complex. Now, the show runs from Saturday, March 4th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. There is a coupon out there for $2 off admission. Without that coupon, your general admission is $12. Children under 12 are free with a paid adult. And the awesome weekend pass for both Saturday and Sunday is $16. Now, Muskie Max, again, is a premier show. We're all super excited about this event. Owen's got a booth there. But our guest for this evening, we're going to be talking to a very talented marketing professional. The owner and operator, I like to say CEO of the Core 3 Marketing Group, a local marketing business right here in Western Pennsylvania, and really one of the fathers of the Muskie Max, someone that works extremely hard to bring us this event every year. We have on the phone tonight, the one and only Mr. Sean Leopardi. What's up, Sean? Well, hello there, everybody. Sean, second Welcome, best. John. Second best looking bald guy on the call tonight. Uh, unbelievable, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, you are local to Pittsburgh. Of course, uh, any of our listeners would recognize the the last name Leoparty, and you're already well known in the Muskie community because of Muskie Max. So, what? Uh, so, I guess uh, with that said, you know, you know, I guess your current position as far as work goes, you run and operate core three group correct yeah that's correct that's correct so that's your local business and tell us a little bit about core three and then we'll kind of get into to max yeah sure so i worked in the corporate world for 20 plus years serving architects engineers and um i worked in a printing and graphics group i was involved with marketing branding business development and uh in 2009 it was like you know it's it's like the lyrics of a country song like when you talk about leaving, you're already gone kind of deal. Probably right, 2007 ish. I kept thinking like, well, this has been a great paid internship for X amount of years, but there's more to it than this. I know I want to go and pursue something on my own. So 2009 voluntarily stepped away from the corporate world and took a risk. I mean, I'm kind of guy I'm, I'm okay with rolling the dice here and there and trying some things, but the other piece is, you know, I had experience. I, I served clients in um, Pittsburgh, D.C., um, uh, Houston, Indianapolis, Chicago. So had a good rounded, you know, I think a really good rounded base where you get to meet a lot of really good people. Um, the music, the food, the culture, you learn a lot. But it was time for me to move on. In 2009, I stepped away and started Core 3 Group. It's my marketing and branding business. And we serve a host of different clients from realtors to law offices to um, garbage collection companies to restaurants it, it just depends i'm not like pigeonholed into one corner and i really love it but another piece of it and ryan just you know you started to talk about musky max one of the things that we do too is we we work with clients we host custom events so they'll hire or three group to help put an event together brand it promote it ticket and you know, whatever it needs um we can take that, but Muskie Max is a little bit different because this is one that that Todd and I started. My brother Todd Lee at Party, who's who's you know he's been making Leo lore since like 1989. Um, 
we kicked around ideas. This was probably like 13 years ago, something like that, and decided to pull this together. And um, Todd was going to be involved with, you know, from an exhibitor standpoint, it was a great platform. And I was going to host the event and uh, market it and everything like that. And, you know, again, rolling the dice, you don't know, like, from the first event, is it going to be a total, you know, crap show? Is it not going to work? Is there going to be five people? Are there going to be 500 people? I don't I have no idea. And um, we just pulled it together and it worked. And it's so funny because so many of the sponsors and exhibitors have been with us. I mean, super duper loyal since day one. And the funny part, too, about loyal people, man, our musky maxer attendees, it's incredible because I can remember when um, a young couple would come together and then next year they would become they would come there with a little baby and they're walking around with a baby and now you know i've got pictures like from last year where these little kids are like nine years old they're all waving and everything and holding these big fishing lures and it's just that's been part of the whole super fun part about musky max is getting these families involved picking some of the highest quality exhibitors that we could find out there and putting them all under one roof and, and just making this thing happen it's been a lot of fun See, that's that's awesome. And yeah. I think what we kind of wanted to get into. Oh, and go ahead. And I, I was going to say, like, how, what was the very, very first show? Yeah, and exactly. where was it? The very first show was about 11 years ago. We had to we had to postpone the one year because of the mandated closures and all the other good stuff. But the first event was um, hosted at um, it was in Butler at the the Days Inn in Butler on Route 8. Um, it was kind of funny because again, you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know how the traffic flow was going to happen as far as like, um, our, our exhibitors coming in and out of there and our guests coming in and out of there. So yeah, the first one was at the days in and Butler on route eight. And we outgrew that like the first, I knew that was not going to become the home of Muskie Max. And one of the things that and not because it was a bad place. It just it was a little off the beaten path. And we wanted to get something where we could um, scale it a little bit larger. Um, so we moved it from there to um, it was the four point Sheraton in Cranberry, which became the Doubletree. OK, uh, I think I think that's the first one that I attended was was that that one out in in Cranberry. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. They treated us really well. And um I think that, um, you know, it became from a pricing standpoint, it became like a little bit cost prohibitive because they had changed ownership. And, you know, no matter if you've got contracts and deals and things like that, I'm a business guy, too. I understand that things change and it just we just couldn't do it. It's not a Vegas show. You know what I mean? We couldn't afford to um, to keep it there, but I wanted to keep it near an interstate and close proximity, you know, for our guests to get in and out of there and everything like that. So it, it moved from there to following, I think we held it there two or three years and then we moved it to the embassy suites in moon township. And that was a lot of fun. And they, they treated us really well. The price was right. The, the staff there, they were outstanding and we're getting ready. Honestly, we were like two weeks away from launching the next show right there. And it was cool. It was a beautiful setup in there. 
And one of the ladies called me from there and she said, I got good news and bad news. What do you want? I said, you know, I'm the kind of guy, just throw it all at me and whatever sticks, sticks. So she said, well, the thing is, we're all ready to go for this show. But she said, we were just bought by a development company who's going to turn this into a senior care facility. I'm like, oh, geez. oh my gosh, you're kidding me. So that's how we ended up. The um, old folks would probably like that if we just crashed it for a few days and held the expo <laughs> there. Because they're always looking imagine? for company and, you know, oh, it'd be like gosh. a big party. Big, well, I'll tell you what, at the Embassy Suites, when we left that place, I felt kind of embarrassed because I'm the one that has to deal with... Um, the management and the you know the operations people at the hotel but because they had the on-site bar and the hotel rooms and everything like that that place was destroyed <laughs> it was in bad shape but uh you know we worked everything out and everything was good that's how we ended up at Princecape arena I, I wanted to go bigger i wanted to be right near an interstate i wanted to have lodging and other things the thing i didn't want to be responsible for was um lining up blocks of hotel rooms and all this other kind of stuff those days are gone that ship sailed the exhibitors they some would sleep in a truck if they could the others want the you know most lavish places you could possibly get so i leave it up to them and in, in the cannonsburg south point area there are plenty of really nice or more affordable places to choose from so we leave that up to them but we host everything at Printscape arena it's been uh it's been a really nice venue for us the last few years. So one of the questions I have, and that you you kind of summarized that pretty nicely, but as far as like the beginning of Muskie Max, because I, I remember like, you, you know, my good friend, Dan Lutton, and, uh, Dan. <laughs> Dano, he's, uh, he's, he's the great. one he is. He is the best. I love him to death. He, uh, he was the one that got me addicted to muskies and got me into the sport and he took me to, you know, years and years and years ago, what was the Butler high school mm. um, and that show. And I'm kind of trying to, I'm trying to think, cause I, I I've talked about my first Muskie max and, and buying grandma's off of grandma herself and things mm -hmm. like that. I'll never forget that stuff. But you know, the question is like, what from that show in Butler, like what happened to the high school? If you got, if, if anybody remembers, and like, how does that transition? Did you have any involvement in like transitioning that into Muskie Max? I did not, but um, Howard Wagner and man, this is way back now. Harry, Harry, somebody, Harry Marfin, Harry, somebody. I can't remember the last name. I can picture faces, but I can't pick. I can't get the last name. Anyhow, these guys. Um, I think they ran the Butler show at that high school for X amount of years. And that was after, I think Andy Lukovic who had passed, you know, unexpectedly tragically um, before that he had it in moon township at Robert Morris at one point, And then up in, um, in North Hills at the um, what's that event center. North Hills. I can't think of it's it. A, it's right near North Hills high school. There've been other banquets and stuff there before, but anyhow, um, the Butler show the, at the high school, that was an interesting deal, but I had heard from people. So I helped Todd from an exhibitor standpoint. You know, I helped him helped him set up and talk to people and sell fishing lures and all that kind of stuff. And I think that it was um it was starting to lose a little tiny bit of luster. And I know those guys worked really hard at it. And uh I don't know, you know, how it started to just um phase out. But when Todd and I talked about it, I said, let's do something new, let's do something different. And um that's where we started running with Muskie Max. 
So that's an, an important name here. I had some questions about, and I yeah. like, like Owen likes to say, I want to back it up a little here and talk about Todd and Sean and what that was like. So mm -hmm. I, maybe I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but maybe Todd's a little more serious of a fisherman or like he has the bug a little more, or do you fish equally? I fish as well. I love the fishing hunt, but you're thousand percent right. Todd yeah. is, um, he is this balls out mm -hmm. angler hunter. He and Joe, his son, Joey, my nephew, Joey, my gosh, man, those guys, they go to Colorado every year. I mean, they, they get elk. I mean, That's what I figured. So how, how did that, how did that look growing up? I mean, was, has it always been that way since you guys were little kids growing up? Were, were you the one like trying to sell your toys, like with the business mind and he was fishing <laughs> or like, know, how did that? It's kind of funny. My dad, you know, and Ryan met my dad before my dad passed away um, the day after Christmas a year ago. Ah, sorry. And I, you know, it's kind of funny when you're growing up, you got to give credit where credit is due. And my dad did a really great job of getting Todd and I introduced to not only just musky fishing, but like all kinds of outdoor sports, you know, not, not necessarily sports, but um, as outdoors enthusiasts with hunting mm -hmm. and fishing and things like that. So my first, um, my first serious musky trip to Canada, I was seven years old. I went oh. with my dad, two of my grandparents, and man, it was so crazy. I went when I was seven, and we had two flat bottom little aluminum boats that we would portage in. There's the the Black River and the Head River. It was outside of Aurelia, um, in Ontario, and um, we used to stay in a little cabin with not many amenities there. Um, right on the lake it was called young's lake and oddly enough young that's my mother's maiden name so that was my grandfather on that side and I, as a kid i'm thinking like holy hell my grandpa owns this lake <laughs> he was supposed to be important <laughs> man was, it's right near simcoe simcoe's huge mm -hmm. young's lake is really really tiny it's like a mile by a mile and a half but there were these tributaries off of there near there but we would we would portage in with these little boats and we would just cast little rebels and rapalas and things like that and um, we'd catch pike and walleye and muskie and smallmouth and all kinds of stuff. Um, my second year, when I was eight years old, I caught my first legal muskie, which was kind of cool. And then um, Todd then became old enough. Like, I think Todd's first year, Todd's four years younger than me. Um, his first year, I think he was five years old and Todd landed a legal muskie. And oh. it was like really cool stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, that's cool. Just, Things a lot of our friends growing up weren't they didn't have the same exposure we did. You got like again back to giving credit where credit is due. My dad pulled our lures out of how many tree limbs and log jams <laughs> and everything else. We would be like easing up real slow to a really nice hole, and he'd like be just past or cast right past that log. Next thing I'd hit the damn log and my lure stuck on it. <laughs> go up to the thing, you know. But it was um it was just so great you know, all those experiences. And we did that for X amount of years until Todd started making lures around, like I said, probably 1989, somewhere around in there. And then everything changed. Like Todd bought a, his first bigger boat and down the rabbit hole. A, yeah. It was like, it's crazy. It is Sylvan illuminator. It was, it was used. It was, Hey, but it was, it was cool enough for us. And um, then all of a sudden we went from, learning as a kid to fish structure and 
and look for certain signs and things like that as you're heading in, in, in on these creeks and these little boats. Now, all of a sudden, you're on a big bowl of water with, you don't know, really what to do, you know? And then that's when marine electronics and, you know, fish finders and all kinds of stuff you, and they're, they've come so far, my gosh, it's incredible, man. Um, how, how detailed and how accurate they are now versus what it was, but it was like, we had to change the way we fished. Toddy started making um, the Leo jerk baits and I love throwing jerk baits. Um, that's probably my favorite thing. It's like a, it's like a cardiovascular workout if you like <laughs> me to do it but that's probably my favorite thing is just throwing these big jerk baits dude that's oh, funny awesome. that's funny you said that because i was i got to i had the pleasure of fishing with todd and joey last year and i got to watch joey throw some baits around and it just it amazes me how those guys work baits and stuff mm -hmm. casting it's so much fun to watch i i can't i can't work a bait of that caliber of quality <clears throat> but it's fun to watch them it's it's funny because i'll throw those um those six and eight inch jerk baits i'll throw them all day and i, I know you know you think need to start putting like a back brace on and things like that because your body just takes a beating um but it's so much fun i i, I know with trolling you you're covering a lot of water in a lot of different areas and and things like that but my preference is always casting oh i love the cast so now did that, did that spot in the boat i'm ready i'll, I'll <laughs> cast i'll cast my butt off has that caused any brother friendly brotherly arguments like caster versus troller there <laughs> like you're the jackass no you're the jackass no, no. no nothing like that but this is this is hilarious though i was fishing on um, georgian bay one time with a bunch of guys and we had a blast up there but we were catching these giant pike and things like that i mean they're massive but anyhow um we were at pointo burrell in georgian bay but um so I come back and in my tackle box, I have not only all my Leo stuff, but these other guys I was fishing with, they threw some other things in there that we were winging around while we were at Georgian Bay. So Todd and I are trolling at Lake Arthur, everywhere the, that, that sunken roadbed is, whatever that is. And we're, we're buzzing through there and nothing's really happening. You know, Todd looks at my tackle box and he's like, what the hell is this? He goes, wonder if it floats. He just starts throwing <laughs> floors out of my box. It was freaking hilarious. I uh, love this story. If, if you get to know Todd, if you if you ever spend any time with him, Todd's a comedian. He's hilarious. Ryan will attest to it on their last trip to uh to St. Clair. But <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get him on to talk about that one. But yeah, he yeah. told me that story about he was chucking your lures into the lake. It was I, hilarious. I, uh, Thank God I, that day I was on the boat with them. I only had Leo's in the boat, so I was safe. But well, good thing that your other stuff would have all been gone. Yeah. <laughs> now, does he replace said stuff with Leo's or is that on you to go buy the Leo's? Well, I think in my case, like if I can remember over the years, like if there was ever a drip in the paint on the clear coat, there's no way that he was going to sell that. There's like a little scuff here or there. I'm like, I had so many lures it was unbelievable so you got really the scratch and dents yeah i'll take them yeah. all yeah you know? quality control product yeah. testing mm -hmm. so todd's making <laughs> well, a you... really cool lure right now i don't know if you guys saw that that um it's based on the truck arena design from a long time ago but it's the the leo truck top water mm -hmm. that's definitely on my yeah. list at, at max yeah I, i'm anxious to see these because he's putting some killer paint jobs on these too they look really nice uh todd's paint jobs are are just like top-notch man i've always loved his 
his paint jobs. You know what's crazy too about Toddy, and I hope he doesn't. He'll probably listen to this podcast. I don't want him to get upset about this or anything. I don't think he would. But when he had that injury, um, when that piece of wood exploded in the shop, and he, you know, he damaged his hand really badly and lost a piece of one of his fingers. I, you know, I knew in the back of my mind that my brother will he'll work harder than anyone else to remaster that painting skill with even with a with a with a damaged hand you know yeah. and he did it didn't set him back at all i think that he was probably truthfully he would probably admit he's a little bit nervous out of the starting block getting back into it when he started but imagine. Man, it didn't take him long to like recover and get right back to where he was i'm really proud of him it's insane That's awesome I, I never really so like he explained that to me and I, I got to watch him shoot some paint when we did that video at his shop but yeah it was uh you know just like seeing how he holds the brush and everything now it's crazy how quickly he just adjusted and adapted to that like i yeah. don't know many people that would do that yeah it's crazy i but the todd's like a thinker too like he's solutions oriented person i think he could figure out a lot of different things and you talk about different paint jobs and and you know lures and stuff like that there's a lot of really cool stuff happening out there now you know the technology's changed some of the products have changed and and uh i think that um some of these guys and women they're doing a really a really spectacular job with um with fishing lures oh yeah yeah it's insane yeah it's cool it's insane i uh so we so we're essentially you guys are what now it was what we say 10 years into musky max yeah, I think is this is our 10th year, and I was trying to do the math and everything like that, barring that one year, and I was so bummed that we, just the way that whole thing, you know, fell through at the last second. I was, I think, one of the last musky show holdouts to finally cancel, and it wasn't until, like, it was, like, in December when Pennsylvania came back through with the second round of mandates and you can only let like 25 people into a venue and stuff like that. That's not how Musky Max works. You know, I right. can't let 25 people in and, you know, it just, that's just not how this model works. And so I made the tough decision that day to postpone the show and all of the exhibitors. I personally called every one of them that same day and said, listen, um, regretfully, we're going to cancel the show. And I think many of them were probably glad because they knew that it was going to be really rough just based on the conditions and everything. And uh, they all, with the exception of two said, I know the show is going to be great when it comes back, let everything ride, keep the, keep our registration on the books. And um, actually the two that um, I refunded, they were new companies. And I thought, you know what, if they don't make it through this whole thing, I'm not hanging on to their money. I want to give right. them money back. And if they want to re-up, then we'll do that. But, you know, all those loyal exhibitors, they have been so good to us over the years. They're they're really a pleasure to work with, you know. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun too. You got to meet over the years some really great people. I enjoy it. That's what I always look forward to. Even just the people you meet like waiting in line out front. Yeah. It's always I've fished with quite a few of them now and the people that I would have never met other than waiting in line to, to buy lures at max. So it's always, always cool. The people you talk to and interact with there. Yeah, it sure is. And it's, um, it's kind of funny when you look at the demographic of the audience, you know, when people who come there, like 
I've done, we've done a lot of research on that. And when people were um, registering for raffle tickets and things like that, we've actually polled them in the past and kind of put them in certain buckets. You, you guess on age group and, you know, gender and things like that, ask them where they're from. So we build some, some data that we use, right? But um, at Muskie Max, it's about 80, 20 males to females, but I do with the marketing business, I do um, some paid reach on social media for Facebook and Instagram and things like that. And one of the things I found out like with Instagram and the Musky Max feed on Instagram, um, when I was running paid reach, it was like 94% to 6%. And I thought, well, shit, that, make, that makes perfect sense because the people on Instagram are hobbyists. They're really into it. And the, the 6% of the women who were checking into our Instagram page, they are anglers at mm. Musky Max, that difference, higher percentage of women versus Instagram. They're, they're just accompanying, you know, probably a boyfriend or husband or their dad or something like that, which, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons too, that why through um, next tier bank, who is one of our sponsors for the kids spot. That's one of the reasons why we yeah. came up with the kids spot. So some of the parents can have a little reprieve with the kids, sit down, chill, have snacks and do fish crafts and a bunch of other things. And I let our kids manage it. That's kind of fun. That's their, that's their stake in musky max. It's cool. That's neat. That's really you gotta, neat. Got to bring the girlfriend so you can get four lures instead of the two. Mm -hmm. of them. However it works. <laughs> My wife's not invited. <laughs> I get thrown off every time Donnie talks. Cause he sounds so crispy tonight. That oh. new microphone. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Owen. Um, when are you going to register for this event? I don't have any space for you. What are you talking about, man? Come on, I need to have like a corner booth. I need to. I, I need to have a prime location, man. I know you got these room for a hot tub. They're going to join yeah. you. I think. I think that's awesome, <laughs> dude. I I tell you what, man. This is just this is the a weekend that I, as an exhibitor, just look forward to above almost all weekends of the year, just because of what it does for, you know, I'm not in this for, to make a bunch of money. I'm in this more for the camaraderie than anything, you know, selling some baits is a, is a bonus, but just being able to be a part of it. And, you know, the event that you put on, I mean, dude, Princescape arena is a really, that's a, that's a big facility. You know, this is not like people walking into a little hotel ballroom. This is a, a, I mean, you're, you're in a soccer field basically, you know? And so for our listeners, if you've never been there, like this is not walking into, you know, the, the local Radisson anymore that you're, you're walking into this gigantic, you know, um, what Donnie, is it not a hockey rink? I think it's it like is a, it is a hockey rink side. lacrosse or something, yeah. but it's, it's a grass okay. turf. So it's obviously not a hockey rink if it's on a, a grass turf. So, well, they can put things over top of it. They do that at the Melon Arena. I think they, I think they probably, I think they play a variety <laughs> of different sports on on that facility. But what I mean is, it's a big open space. It's a and it's there's a lot of room to roam. You don't feel, um, you know, congested. I don't know. It's just a really cool, cool atmosphere. So, like one legit. of the things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's to me. I'm just gonna speak for myself. It, it is legit the best arena for a musky show i've been to like That's what i, I love say. it that turf is like so nice for like oh. foot fatigue standing all day but yeah. you get the corners too like it's key because sometimes you need to like reset 
pull your backpack or you know rearrange your rearrange your bags and stuff like that count how many quarters you have left yeah exactly. hide some lures in some hidden compartments so That's dna doesn't a, see them gosh i'm an open book dude you know that uh-huh. well when people are battling for that last baker lord you know they smash each other against the boards and stuff it's actually kind of entertaining it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> i'll never i'll maybe. never forget to to uh, musky max 2020 my first show and where we were, we were in like a middle booth and Baker was, you know, maybe a couple, couple down from us and on the, on the, along the wall. And I just watched people line up for his baits, man. And, and by like 1130, they were folding up his display and he was ready to pack it up and go home. And I'm like, what the heck just happened here? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, you know, this whole musky max thing, it's kind of taken on a life of its own and, Every year, I, I seriously, Ryan, like you pointed out, it's a lot of work. You, you know, you're like a politician. You're you're already getting exhibitors lined up. When the that show ends, you're already working on the next year. And um, but it's just so funny how this whole thing takes on a life of itself and all, and all comes together. All the personalities behind this thing, and it's just been a lot of fun for so many different reasons. But you, the the camaraderie, you meet really good people, um, really. One of the things that Todd and I both agreed on early on was we wanted to make sure that that it was had an educational aspect too. You know, the seminars and things like that I think are super useful, but I think the one-on-one conversations with people like Owen, where they can walk right up and ask questions and, you know, um, it may be a, a technique or, you know, a weight or something like that that they may have, but they can engage with you. And these are things that when items like that are purchased online, you're just le- maybe reading some reviews or some bullet items about the product. When they come to a show and they actually meet some of the manufacturers, I think there's so much value there. Um, it's I think it's really cool and it's beneficial, but more so for um, in our area, and I don't, I don't get it, but it just seems like there's more and more musky people popping up from nowhere like in the past probably month and a half when my full page musky max ads hit um musky's inc and musky hunter magazines our web traffic went ridiculous and it's it happens every year there's we've got probably 150 new subscribers to the to the website who want to be on our on our mailing list and all that kind of stuff their names i've never heard of people i've never heard of that are so excited for the show. There's so much engagement. I'm thinking, man, as from an exhibitor standpoint, that's who you want. Absolutely. You want people who it, need everything and it let me be educated. See, that that brings, I mentioned this when we had Zach on about, about the New York show, and I don't know whether he did anything with this or not, but I think, you know, you have all these amazing guides and everything that talk very high level musky talks you know the the seminars that are that are given they're for guys like us who are knee deep in this stuff who want to learn the details about trolling you know you know the want to learn you know the very fine details from a guide who lives this stuff there's a lot i feel there's a like a missing segment out there of people who come to these shows who don't have a clue what they're really looking at and those the shows can be extremely overwhelming you walk into musky max as a newbie that wants to learn a little bit and it can be really overwhelming because i remember being there have you ever thought about having a seminar 
for like just like you know a half an hour 45 minute seminar of just like hey listen if you don't if you're a beginner to this like come come check out this seminar we're gonna say like kind of here here are the basics if you want to get started in this like here's where you want to start just kind of like the nuts and bolts and because we get a ton of comments about how much people appreciate our our episodes that are nuts and bolts like basics basics about everything you know and and i think i think it's a, a kind of a it's an area that gets overlooked in the musky industry uh, mm-hmm. is the people who don't really know what to buy yet. Hey, well, Sean, it sounds like uh, sure. Owen just volunteered to put on a seminar for you. You know, I was just, <laughs> I'm trying to brand it right now. I'm thinking in my head, uh, you know, <laughs> something with Owen. I, can, I don't know. It's, Donnie, we're going to have to work on that. Um, I got no, you. But I, I, to your point, I hundred percent agree with you, but that was, Oh, and that was one of the reasons why, when we when we started rolling this out, I wanted to make sure that um, people felt comfortable asking questions. Like I'm not an auto mechanic, right? But I know when you go there, sometimes the the and, and I'm not criticizing that industry or anything like that. There's a lot of really great people there, but sometimes you're made to feel like you feel really stupid because you just don't know enough about it. And I didn't want that to be sort of the connotation with Muskie Max. I wanted people to come there, ask questions, as many questions as they want. And here's the cool thing, the Tony Grants and the Greg Thomases and and um, Spencers and, and everybody else that's involved, they're really open to asking or answering all kinds of questions and not making you feel intimidated or that was a really stupid question. Um, that's the only way that you're going to reach these new people and then when they're comfortable with you, they're going to buy from you. They're going to schedule trips. They're going to pick up um, fishing lures, different kinds of tackle, lodging, things like that. So, and they need everything. That's another thing. Like with McElwain Chevrolet, McElwain Motors that sponsor, you know, that their trucks have been, they've become like, that name has become sort of synonymous with Muskie Max, McElwain's. And um, it's, it's all about... Um, you know, we have the boats there now, too. So depending on what you need from the starter education package, you know, tackle gear, clear up to boats and trucks and where you can sit there and talk to people about um, some of these great products. That's what it's all about, where you can sit and engage and have have nice conversations with people and walk away knowing a lot more. Is that some of that, too, like you, you talked about? the specific people you have involved at the show, like, is that what kind of spawned that guide panel to on Sunday? Cause that's kind of like open forum. You know, I think that's a definite highlight to the show. So we Sundays are tr- okay. Everybody's ramped up and ready to go. And Saturday is controlled chaos from about 9am until one somewhere around in there. Right. And then you've got other people that had, they probably worked in the morning or something like that. Couldn't get there till later. And then Sundays always, I don't know. Sundays always just been a little bit traditionally slower day, but it's funny because people who come on Sunday, I feel like they stay longer. It's a, it's a shorter window, but they're still able to get deals, color combinations, things like that, that they typically can't order online. And then Ryan, to your point about the, um, the ask us anything, I wanted to give all of the um, guides an opportunity to sit up there. And I've had Tony Grant for the last few years moderate because he's just 
he's a he's a jovial, funny guy that everybody you know can relate to in in a lot of different ways. But um, Tony uh, Tony takes that mic, and you know people these are unsolicited questions. They're not rehearsed or anything like that. But I don't know if any of you guys ever noticed what the guides are doing on the stage when they're passing that handheld mic. Did you notice they're shutting it off? So they'll say, okay, Brian Clark, um, we think it, you should probably answer this question. As they're handing the mic, they've already shut it off. So Brian will start to talk and he's like, shit, then he has to click the mic back on and, and things like that. And they're all <laughs> laughing at each other, you know, because he's not thinking about the mic. He's thinking about how he's going to respond to this question. And he has no, you know, there's been no rehearsal. But it's hilarious how they start doing all these little things in the background. But the Ask Us Anything session, I think, has become a fun thing. And um, that's a point back, back to what Owen was, you know, talking about earlier with people, you know, ask questions. This is another opportunity where it's it's there. You know, if you've got if you've got something on your mind, these guys are willing to reveal and 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 help you along the way. It's pretty cool. You know, we're talking about these seminars and stuff, and I was over in the Worm Lab the other day thinking back to the Monroeville show. We were just talking about that recently. Do you remember the big fish tank? They used to pull this trailer, and it was like a clear tank that they had bass, and there'd be yeah. a bass pro up on top. I was laughing to myself. Like, we're talking about these seminars and beginner questions. I was laughing, thinking about how when I was a little kid sitting in front of that fish tank, like, you never gave a shit what that guy was talking about up yeah. there. He's yeah. telling you how to like flip tubes and how to rig and you as a little kid you're sitting there like just eat it, eat it. Come this on. Sounds eat like it, we eat it. Is there is there a possibility we can get a, a tank? Yeah, could we get a musky tank, Sean? <laughs> I think the musky hunks ought to try to arrange this. I'll Let's sponsor do a, dunk a tank. tank. A dunk, a yeah. musky dunk tank. Muskies and we dunk Tom in the tank. If you can hit the yeah. hit the target with a pounder and Nick gets dunked in the musky tank. <laughs> what we gotta know, we what we'll do is um yeah. So we'll have like a little target. You <laughs> cast at this target. Yeah. And watch them go. Drop them Tom, in the tank. Tom's up there on a on a flipper seat. Let's put uh -huh. one shark in there too. Just, yeah. I, mean, just, I think so. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Just for giggles. Yeah. That so, kind of makes me think of uh one of the coolest things that I always like seeing is uh people picking up their uh their mounts from uh lats and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, it's awesome to just see a huge, huge mount walking through the crowd. And I don't know. I think I might bring my Fatanti uh, oh. this year and put it in the booth. Gonna have Man, to sturdy he... up the uh, sturdy up the wall. Yeah, I would like to see that, though, and you should bring it. Those two in particular are very solid. Oh, I mean, they're, they're, they're I, gorgeous. I, I couldn't believe it when I got my Fatanti. I mean, it, it it took fourteen months, you know, to get, and it was worth every every second of it man yeah. and and looking at the lax ones i mean i've never had a lax but i mean it's just unbelievable what what these guys do but you know lax is a guy that comes he comes pretty regularly like do you have anyone this year that's new that's exciting like that you think hey this is someone that people are gonna you know want to check out i think that um it's kind of cool because we've had some new exhibitors check in um i'm just trying to think like you know, top of mind just recently. Um, I saw Supernatural posted something. I was just going to say Supernatural called and said, do you have a space? And I said, it's so weird that you're checking in right now because I just had one cancel 
last minute because of a work conflict. And I know that happens, you know, the last 10 to 15 days before Musky Max, no matter how solid your floor plan is, there's so many things that come up at the last second, good, bad, and otherwise, you know, that you, right. gotta, you just got to contend with. And I, I've grown to the point where I can't get excited about this stuff anymore or upset about it. It's just, it is what it is. Stay focused and and come up with it. Supernatural be there. Um, uh, Rocky Point Tackles back again. They were there last year for the first time, Joel and company. Are they um, from Colorado, Sean? I think they're from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, okay. I believe so. Um, I saw, I, I think Urban Fly is going to be there again. Urban Fly. Urban Company. Fly is back. He he called and he was like, oh my gosh. He goes, I've been meaning to contact you and time just keeps clipping by. So listen, buddy, relax. We're going to get you in. I think the fly, you're the fly guy this year. He's the only one. <laughs> and I think that's an important piece of this whole angling experience too, because that's become so popular I think in, in different um, different pockets, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it, it seems like it's really taken off on the musky, yeah. musky side of things. Yeah. And in our podcast has has made it made an effort to kind of bridge the gap between the two, mm-hmm. you know, to say, hey, you know, like, there's no reason why you can't, you know, if you're talking about muskies, it's the same thing, you know, we're not maybe it's different gear, but it's you're, you're talking about the same fish. So we we have a couple fly swat uh, fly slapping listeners out there. Yeah, I have my first trip uh, scheduled with Scott Grassi this year. Ooh, planning ooh. on getting that first muskie on the fly. Nice. April. Now, have you ever what, used what, what a fly time of year, Donnie? April. And no, April. I've never even like not even for trout. My oh, baby, please I'm not going to do bro. any practice until go, the day bro. of. I told Scott <laughs> that ahead of time. Well, it's I think it's <laughs> mandatory with Scott. You have to wear the GoPro and glasses. So the good yeah, he news did is, tell me that. Yeah, I told him I would bring the the Costas yeah. and the GoPro and, and yeah, you know. So we'll at least get to see this. All I'm surprised that. you're going to drown. You're going to drown yourself. You're going to wrap it around your ankles, tie your feet together, and you're going to drown. I'm I'm it's, surprised that that swing that Swinky's going to do this because I didn't think he casted it all. I, I know you can't troll those fly rods, Donnie. You know that they don't go in the rod holders very well. That's you can. Actually. I've seen videos where they do it. <laughs> Tom has some extra juice because he hasn't been on for a while. He just oh, they're to... building up, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think right. the fly the fly aspect I think would be really interesting. You know, we have a lot of listeners that fish the the small creeks. Uh, you know that that contain muskies, and you know, I, I guess at some point it can kind of. I don't know, get a little bit of, you know, monotonous and, you know, throwing a fly around would definitely spice things up a bit. I'm still hung up on this whole, uh, I'm not going to be able to troll them thing. I didn't realize that. <laughs> he didn't read the fine print. <laughs> He's got to call Grossy ASAP. <laughs> I think if so, I can get my deposit back. <laughs> so I want to go guys, back. I, I want to ask you guys, well, maybe I'll, I'll hold on to this one. Go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to say, you know, when we talk about um, like this education, it's just like anything else. Okay. In my career over time, all these experiences kind of made me what I am as far as a business person goes, marketing, branding person, things like that. It's the same thing with, with the musky fishing. I told you I was seven years old, eight years old, you know, caught my first legal musky, but it's weird. Like when you get into it more and more deeply, all these little things you you can kind of take for granted now that other it's important for other people like gear ratios on on reels 
like if you're throwing a jerk bait or a crank bait and so you're not killing yourself on the retrieve you know um 5.3 versus whatever the the rods a short stiff rod versus um something that's got a little bit of um a little bit of looseness uh you know it, there's just so many things like when i look in my little mini arsenal i don't have tons and tons of rods and reels and things like that i probably have a couple dozen rods a couple dozen reels and and i got a lot of fishing lures um but every time when i look at the way that thing is rigged there's a reason why i did what i did um there's there's certain gear ratios i have set up with certain rods i'll have a bucktail just as a backup that if I'm throwing a jerk bait and I get a follow, but this guy isn't really going to go. So I'll grab the, I'll grab the bucktail and, and wing that around a little bit, do some figure eights, things like that. And just see if I can get, you know, some eruption here. But um, it's funny because those are little things that you learn as you go. They're little subtleties. And I'm not sure how many people talk about those. Um, even in some of the seminars, I know they talk about, the it, all the advancements on the on the you know fish finders depth finders things like that um the marine electronics i know um moon phases and things like that they get talked about but do the guides or any of the other maybe um maybe guests that you've had do they talk about those things the different gear ratios and how that has an impact on your retrieve and you know that kind of stuff People ask, I think. I don't know if we could do a good job of talking about it. I don't think we've had a real in-depth conversation about what the differences really are, like what what a, a higher or lower gear ratio can be an advantageous for. So, I mean, that's a good that's a good point. We should probably add that to the list of future topics here for the show. Yeah, easy, yeah. So easy. I, I want I want a real fast retrieve when I'm throwing jerk baits. I don't want any any bit of slack in that line whatsoever because I'm. I'm really pounding when I'm doing that stuff. And um, then when I'm throwing, you know, some sort of a crankbait or a bucktail or something like that, I don't want to just burn my arms out, you know, fighting the reel. Mm -hmm. I, I want to let these gears do what they're intended to do, their purpose. And I don't know that a lot of people think about that, that side of it. And those are just things you learn as you go. Mm -hmm. When you asked earlier about, you know, Todd, you know, being like, really good at hunting and fishing and really commits the time to it. That's where I think both of us have learned a lot of things, but Todd has like really taken off in different directions um, than I have. And, you know, I applaud him for that. It's really cool. It is really cool. I was going to say too, if anybody has any interest in woodworking, Joey's Instagram is awesome mm -hmm. to watch, to see his, his projects and I need to follow work. that. I didn't That's follow him. Cool. Because I don't think I follow him because I follow a number of carpentry pages and I love watching dude how they how they work. A lot of he very does detailed cabinetry, the built-ins and stuff that he's yeah. done. Like he, I saw that one more recently, like last couple months, where he redid that bar. That was yeah. so it's unbelievable. Like levels of talent there. Send me send me his Instagram through the hunks uh, yeah. hunks chat. The yeah, secret, we'll get super it. secret chat. I'll tell you what, Joey is an um. He's my nephew, Joey. He, Todd's son. He, he's just an incredible young man. He um, he's been through a lot. Um, he uh, he, you know, he was a hockey player too. Really gifted skater and you know puck management and things like that. He's done just a really great job over the years. And then he had an opportunity to kind of apprentice under a guy. Uh, what is that guy's name? Who did he work for, Ryan? Do you remember? 
Um, Shriver, I think. Might have been Shriver. is really good. Like They did work for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, I think, in some of their homes, and, and the chefs of the Steelers and doctors and things like that. And Joey learned a lot under Shriver. And then um, Shriver, his goal was to move from Western Pennsylvania to, like, I think North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that. And I believe he was hoping Joey would go, too. Really nice guy. I met him one time. But, um, super gifted. And uh, Joey was like, nah, I'm going to stay here. And um, Joey started his own business, and he's doing really well. I'm happy for him. Yeah, just so everybody knows, out on Instagram, it's Leah Party's Custom Woodworking. Oh, thank you. So if you got, Can you spell search- that out letter by letter for me, Ryan? No, I'm not going to do that for you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I, and it's, dude, it's fun because like, you know, going back, one of the questions I had for you guys, I really wanted to get everybody's answer on this one. And this is kind of a tough one, but I wanted to ask, you know, what, what out of the musky maxes that you've been to, like, what is your all time favorite musky max moment? And like, I feel like when we go to these shows and, and maybe I, I'm a little different because I just, I really do like love these shows. I enjoy this time that we get, you know, to be able to do this. And like I said before, like this event is just like a big deal to me and it's something that I look forward to every year, you know, but like, I, I remember like talking to Joey, you know, at one of these shows and like just him giving me information about the jerk baits. And e- even more recently, like last year I talked to him about the jerk baits and just to, to be able to talk to somebody at a show like that and then actually go fish with them and see it firsthand, like it kind of brings it full circle. And that's one of those things that I just really love about all of the, the areas we've discussed. Like Nick, you're talking about meeting people and then getting to fish with them. Like that's a huge benefit from Muskie Max. And I just think that's that's really cool to kind of go for full circle on some of that. I'd say my favorite Muskie Max moment was uh, like I like – parted through people that were all like stacked up in the baker line so i could get to wiley lures <laughs> they're all looking at me like why why are you going there <laughs> I was like, this is what i came here for <laughs> mine's easy mine was the swinger in the elevator that's a no-brainer when we almost got picked up by the swinger lady that was last year <laughs> no that, that wasn't even show related that was totally sure if i wasn't at the show i wouldn't yeah. have been at the hotel and if yeah. i wasn't at the hotel the swingers wouldn't have tried to offer us a deal you know to swing you i thought it was gonna be yeah. busting into the bathroom on uh on one oh. of the major guides yeah who, who was that <laughs> we're not gonna say Quintana. names Quintana. okay yeah okay yeah, we're I, gonna say names <laughs> no i didn't bust in on him the story was that i was you know getting ready to go and he busted in on me he's like sorry bro i need this one i'm like by all means it is yours i don't have to go that bad mind if we dance with yo dates but then it Uh, it got awkward because i was at that stage that kind of newbie state i think this was like one of my first or maybe my second musky max i was still kind of new i didn't really know everybody and i kind of wanted to tell him like hey man like big fan of your work like i I like your videos but it was kind of not the right time for that one so (laughs) I Jason, feel like you're if you're just listening. a magnet for weird things. I am, man. Time. I am. I am. It's, it really that's is. undeniable. It's... It really is. I, I so, actually have a pretty good story that God. I don't think I ever told any of you guys. Oh, boy. Uh, but I would call my favorite musky moment here, or musky max moment. It was my very first one. I want to say this was like 2015. Sound right, uh, Sean? It would have been one of the ones in Cranberry at that the hotel in Cranberry uh my dad came with me 
I didn't know anybody else that musky fished at the time. We just went up. I knew a little bit about musky fishing, but I was very green. My dad obviously kind of knew even less than me as far as the musky world. But I remember, you know, seeing the Wiley booth and I didn't have any, but I wanted to get Wiley's. And as I'm buying Wiley's from Dale Wiley and I'm a bit awestruck, my dad was telling Dale Wiley that he wasn't sure that those jointed baits were going to hold up to a big musky. <laughs> and I'm like, dad, like, that's Dale Wiley. And he's like, I, I don't know. I just well, want to learn one of those baits that are well, I'm know, jointed together. Like doesn't that. pass the smell test. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's good. Oh, and what was your favorite musky max moment? Um, Mine is definitely uh, the shock in the surprise of being voted the best new exhibitor in 2020. Uh, um, you know, cause I, you know, Tom and I, I didn't know anything about anyone. I didn't know anybody. Like I had just taught, Tom and I had barely even met. I think we had met like in person once one time or twice, yeah. when I asked him to help me out at the booth and he bled all over your booth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he almost cut, cut, it, almost cut his finger off. And I mean, but we just had a great time, but we weren't busy. You know, we were like the guys <laughs> that I, we were watching all these other people that all know each other, you know, and now we see all these, you know, all the people and you, you know why they know each other. It's because the industry is small and you get to know these guys year after year, but we were the complete outliers, you know, and you know, we, I didn't sell a ton of baits. I sold some baits, but I didn't sell a ton of baits. But the fact that people pressed the little button, you know, when asked, uh, which I think, Sean, was a really cool thing. And I think we should encourage, you know, you know, people that come to the show, like stop by, you know, the, the iPad or whatever it is right. and vote for these superlatives because it means a lot to to the exhibitors. I mean, I thought that was really cool. I mean, that yeah. that really vindicated a lot. I I would have walked away from Muskie Max 2020 feeling a lot different had I not been voted best new exhibitor. Like that gave me a boost that says, okay, you're doing something right. You didn't maybe you didn't sell a ton of baits. You're not part of the in crowd, but you know, hey, at least somebody liked what you were doing. So that was my my best moment. And that's I hate to fun. burst that's your a, bubble. That's a great story. Yeah. I hate to burst your bubble of him, but those votes were all just Nick did the same thing he does when he goes fishing. He just took 40 outfit changes and yeah. just kept sneaking <laughs> back over to the tablet to cast his vote under will, different aliases. I will tell you my favorite moment, and then I want to ask Sean this question. Sure. My favorite moment was the first Muskie Max at Princecape Arena. Dan and I showed up in the parking lot. At a, at a cool one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we were sitting in the parking lot and the guy that drive that drives the Zamboni pulled in and came over and said, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, we're here for the musky show. And he's like, what's a musky show. So we had to explain that. And he's like, come on in guys. I'm going to, he's like, come on in. You can sit outside the door and wait. So Dan and I sat there from like three in the morning until the show opened and it was, we were first in line for Baker's and it was like the best day of my life at that time. How has therapy and counseling been since that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh man, we did that. We did that for multiple shows and mm. uh, I'll never, 
you know, I'll never forget those those times we had because a lot of times Dan and I, we, we do a lot of stupid things like that. We go out early, you know, we've slept on the side of the road next to a lake, you know, we've done all that stuff. And I, those are memories that I'll look back on and I'll probably never forget that stuff. We had so much fun in that particular show. I remember, I remember talking to like, it was like Joel and Charlie at the Muskie's Inc. booth. And I think Joel looked at me and he's like, you were right over there. And I'm like, we've been, I have, have not slept really. And I had like bags of baits with me and I was just like a walking zombie for the afternoon on Saturday, but it was, it was epic. I loved every second oh of gosh. it. Sean mentioned earlier about how uh, he was nervous that no one would ever come to the show. So if anyone out there is nervous about starting a show, at least you know that Ryan and Dan will be there. Yeah, they'll be early too. Er, very early. <laughs> early. That's the key. So is there is there anything new this year? Like, uh, you know, any new wrinkles, anything like that that, that, that before, the listeners might want to – Oh, sorry. Before we do that, I want to hear – Back it up, should, Owen. I want to oh, back it up. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I don't even know if you can answer this one, Sean, but do you have like a favorite Musky Max no. moment? Oh, man. There's there's so many different things that, that just pop out as far as the show goes, but there are these little after-party moments in the evening and just stuff happens, you know? But I got to tell you one, it, it's not – it's. It's one of these heartwarming kind of things, really. My dad, when we were at the um the Double Tree, in their big grand gigantic lobby area, they had a baby grand piano. My dad used to play the piano a little bit, and it must have been like eleven eleven thirty at night. I walked back down there for something. My dad was in there playing the piano by himself. Nobody was around. It was just the coolest little thing. So That's I actually awesome, stood behind him. He didn't see me, and I videoed it. And I put it out there, you know, the night before the launch of the event, you know, that kind of a thing. But that was, that's one of those memorable things. There's, there's always, um, there's always little things that happen. I, I can remember at the same venue, the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission was in the middle of a presentation and there were other attendees that were there was this heated conversation that was starting to brew i don't know any of the context or anything the only thing i do know is i went in and stopped it only because they were like 20 minutes over the allotted time for the presentation it was cutting into like the next speaker so i went in and i politely you know politely impolitely I went up there and I said, listen, I, I got to shut you guys off. Why don't we take this discussion out into another room? I can get you set up with tables and chairs and things like that, but we got to move this along. And this, this one guy yelled, I don't know who he was. It doesn't matter to me. He's like, you can't come in here and stop this thing. I'm like, hang on a minute, buddy. I don't think you know you'd. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know who you're dealing with. And I don't mean to sound like a hard ass or anything like that, but. I don't take a lot of crap <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> I can have a lot of fun doing all this kind of stuff, but politely we worked this thing out. We got um, really good dialogue started, I think between Pennsylvania fishing game and um, this little faction of, of guys that wanted to talk about some things. So what started out weird and odd kind of um, evolved into something really nice. It created discussion with people 
it's just how you got to handle things sometimes. But it, it was just kind of funny because I'm, I'm the kind of person that is, um, I, as you can see, I love that fun. I love the laugh and all this other kind of stuff, but I'm half Irish and I'm half Italian. So I can go to zero from zero to prison in about <laughs> 15 seconds. So um, I'm just throwing that out there. And I know that, that here, many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyhow, that was a moment. But uh, I think going back to my dad playing the piano, that was really kind of a cool thing. Unexpected and, you know, just just a moment. So. That's awesome. That's a great memory. Oh, cool. That is. Go ahead, Owen. You will circle back around to you. Yeah. Well, Rankless. no, I was just, I kind of wanted, yeah, but I, I wanted to point out some of the cool things about Max, like, you know, the raffles that you do, things like that, you know, all the exhibitors, hopefully all the exhibitors, you know, will, you know, they submit cool, you know, merchandise that gets raffled off. And these aren't small raffle packages. Oh, like these are like, if you win one of these raffles, you're winning multiple baits or, you know, I mean, this is, it's significant. So, I mean, the listeners, if you come there, spend some money on these raffle tickets. We both they are worth one. it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And Actually, I never win 20, shit. 2020, <laughs> we both won, but I think <laughs> la last year I didn't win anything. I know that. That's yeah. a good. No, I was going to say that's a, that, that is a cool thing. Cause honestly, Sean, I probably have you to blame for this. The, the one year the, there was a Latiano up for raffle. I think it was mm -hmm. like the Husky Musky Club put it up. Yeah. And uh, that kind of sparked this whole like interest in, you know, that and and Ed's stuff and like the Latianos and, and everything like that. And when I looked at that bait, like I started talking, like I talked to Todd about it and I started asking these questions and now I have a freaking case behind me that has multiple Latianos in it. So wow all from that, that raffle, like I, I would have had no idea about the history, you know, like we've talked about some of that, but that was just one element of the history that we have right. in Western PA that had I not talked to you and, and looked at that, I, you know, I'd have had no idea. So that was well, pretty, I cool. felt badly about that particular one too, because that was kind of a surprise at the last second. Had we known earlier we could have done more to really promote that. And the raffle money that is raised, by the way, we push back into the clubs, Ohio Husky Muskie Club, Three Rivers Muskies Inc. Um, there's Allegheny Aquatic Alliance. There are times when we're able to help them out. Um, Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. So, you know, we take the, the, the proceeds from this and push it back into these, um, in these organizations that are what we're all about. So, that's kind of cool. So talking about that, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. You don't have many listeners, right? No, barely. We have like, this. no, like uh, four I, I, people. And right. my dad. So, yeah. <laughs> Don Senior. And yeah. Craig. Yeah. And he's going to question this whole podcast that when it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so I had a meeting earlier today with McElwain Motors in, in Elwood City and Floyd, Floyd McElwain. I grew up with Floyd. Great guy, great family, great business. They've been around since like 1926 or whatever. But again, that name has become sort of synonymous with Muskie Max. They big deal. So I sit down with Floyd because they're a major sponsor every year. And he's come up with some really good ideas the last couple of years. Um for these raffle items kind of like the max last year i don't know if you guys remember it really wasn't fishing it was a hunting blind 
from a place yeah. called mm-hmm. Center Outdoors. Raised a lot of money for that. And um, it was a local guy who actually won that thing. But again, you know, big portion of those proceeds were able to help all those all those clubs, which is... And if I'm not mistaken, in, in 2020, you had a really big one. And the big one was like a, a, a kayak uh, was full, full of everything, you, you know, you could possibly right. imagine. And that's where when you I think it was you on earlier that mentioned like about how these um all these exhibitors are so generous. I mean, they're already I mean, they're spending money on hotels and gas and travel and everything else. And they're, they're I know they're having a good time at the show, but they're always really generous with giving raffle items so we can put them in those baskets and uh, and raffle those things off. They always do such a great job. Really, really thankful for them. Um but anyhow, I sat down with Floyd this morning and I said, listen, what what are we going to do this year? And he said, I had an idea. Floyd is all about partnering up with local people in the community, local businesses that are like-minded and it does a lot of interesting things like that. He said, how about this? He said, why don't we take $1,000 for Wiley, $1,000 for Leo, and 1000 for a newcomer? Um, this is this is one I'm kind of excited about. It's um, they're Troy American made hinges. So Reese and Fulton make uh, through China make a cast swing arm for your trailer. It's cast. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that advertised, and I was kind of yeah. like wondering what 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 that was all about. So Troy makes he has a fabricating plant where he makes all kinds of different safety fences and valves and all kinds of crazy things more on the industrial side but he also enjoys hunting and fishing and all that and troy came up with this um he developed this hinge it's a swing swing arm hinge it swings away so you attach this to your tongue of your trailer and you can get your trailer um arm out or out of the way like mm-hmm. when it's in storage or, you know, if it's in you can a back it into like narrower garages, but, but these things are, um, they're solid steel, uh, manufactured. Um, if you see the pictures, you'll, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you go to the Facebook page, uh, for musky max and see the, one of the posts that Owen's kind of referring to, it's crazy. But anyhow, what Floyd wants to do is dedicate, um, thousand, thousand, thousand to each of those three businesses. So I talked to Dale today, Talked to Todd today. Haven't spoken with Troy yet, but what we're going to do is we're going to raffle off um, five $200 gift certificates for Wiley, five $200 for Leo, and um, I think four or five of those hinges. Now, they come in different throat sizes for your, depending on what your trailer tongue is. Um, So... Troy will have those on on hand for that, but we're going to. Um, it's three local guys that have, you know, been super supportive of McElwain's over over the years, and Floyd wants to give back. So we're going to do this cool thing where you'll be able to, as a raffle item, have the opportunity to pick up a Leo gift card worth two hundred dollars. You can take it over to the booth, redeem it for either Laura's apparel, whatever it is that you want to do, which is kind of a cool thing. So. I really, I'm excited about that. In addition to the other things that we do, that'll be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought thought that was, is that something, is that something separate that people will like buy in, you know what I mean? Like buy a raffle ticket for. 
Yeah, we'll probably have different raffle tickets for these particular ones. And then again, like I said, the proceeds, we push those back out. So it's it's um it's kind of a really nice way to work. You know, McElwain gets to to bring a few trucks in, a couple trucks in, and uh, get a little bit of exposure there. Then I, I MC the event. I'm always giving, you know, props to our sponsors, the exhibitors, helpers like Ryan. I mean, I can't say enough about Ryan and Dan, really. Um, the 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 amount of uh, work, the amount of things that they help us with during the show. It's incredible. And it, it the, Ryan will play it down like, oh, it really wasn't that much. No, it is. <laughs> it's a big deal. And I appreciate you helping us with that kind of stuff. That was a really good Ryan imitation, too. I, I thought pretty it was good. him talking. Yeah. <laughs> He'll I'm, do I'm anything. practicing for weeks, believe me. <laughs> He'll do anything to not have to get there at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do whatever yeah. you need me to do, Sean. <laughs> so here's something else we're going to add this year. I'm going to try to work this out. And I was looking at space, and I'm trying to move some things around on that floor plan. And uh, it's crazy. But I got a phone call um, about maybe two weeks ago, 10 days ago, something like that. From does anybody know Ken Vicini? Vicini's distributing in Pittsburgh. Nate Bud probably does. Yeah. Our buddy. Well, they um we're thinking about we're trying to get a tap truck over by where the Ooh. seminars are going to be hosted. Uh-huh. Okay. Ooh. Set up a little beer garden, sit down, kind of listen to the seminars, kind of a thing. Just something different. Um I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. And I don't mean to speak for Don Senior here, but I'm Donnie. I'm sure he would be glad to bring Don Senior's Wild Pimey Grill set up next to the beer cart. And oh, that would be awesome! If you need yeah. someone to roll in a Blackstone, he will be yeah. all about it. Mm. <laughs> now, that sounds that sounds like it would be awesome. I mean, We're just trying don't to expect pin it to down. show up at one in the morning with Ryan. He'll probably yeah. roll in about one p.m. So. What's, so what's, Bubba, on what's Bubba's going to say about that, though? Well, so that's the thing. It's in tandem with Bubba's. Okay. okay. You need a, you know, you need a concessionaire license to be able to do this kind of stuff. So I already talked to Bubba a couple of days ago. He's on board. Nice. Um, trying to work out space, uh, some kind of space requirements we need for this little tap truck. And if I can make it work, um, I'm going to make it work. So I think it'd be, really cool. it'd be a new addition. Yeah. You need Dan and I to bring some sledgehammers. We'll start busting walls, baby. Let's go. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Um, trying to think what else is going on there. Here's another one. It's kind of not related to fishing, more related to other things. There are a couple, I believe they're retired professors from, I think it's IUP, but don't quote me on that. They contacted me a few months ago and said, listen, we have a, a little small batch distillery in central Pennsylvania, and we'd like to um, have some samples available for people to try because we feel like our products would pair really well with the outdoors people. With depressed musky fishermen. Yeah, with depressed <laughs> You haven't caught anything. <laughs> it makes you feel better the next yeah. day. Um, but it's called Disobedient Spirits. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of them or not. I've not. I saw the no, name. I've heard of that. I mm-hmm. saw the name on the list and yeah. I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. So I'm kind of anxious to meet these guys. And again, I'm not, believe me, this is not going to become a drink festival and all this other kind of stuff. These are just a couple additions that I think could be fun, new. Um, the branding for like Disobedient Spirits, they've done a, they've done an outstanding job. Uh, they've done some really cool things. So 
And then Ken Vecini reaching me out of the blue. I guess his son mm -hmm. has been mm -hmm. um, the distributing place. His son has been to Muskie Max a few times. Says he, you know, he says it's a great show, and and uh, we'd like to get involved somehow. And I said, yeah, that's that's cool. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I feel like the Muskie crowd's always big on on the brews. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a place where you could try some things. Again, yeah, you want to you want to be there in the right context. You want to have fun, you know, in in these conditions and and all that kind of stuff. We'll we'll make it nice. And Baba's, you know, um, I think the first year when we hosted it at Prince Scape Arena, I don't know that they were a hundred percent ready for the volume of people that mm -hmm. were, yeah, you know, right, participating there. But they quickly caught on, and they've done a really nice job the last couple of years. In fact, this year they've got um, they'll be providing like um, little menus with QR codes and things like that. That the exhibitors, for example, if they don't oh, want to cool. get up and have to leave, uh, they'll get deliveries brought in and stuff like that. Uh, okay, that's, that's a that's yeah. a great touch, especially because yeah. as exhibitors, especially on Saturday, man. Once that once things start at nine o'clock. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy. It'll get to like three o'clock where you haven't eaten anything. And then you, you have know, FOMO. You go up there. You're like, ah, shit, what's happening down there? Am I missing out? Like, I got to get yeah. back. So, yeah, that's a that's a nice touch. Good. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we'll have fun with it. Somebody mentioned earlier about the turf side of it. And I've you can't believe how many exhibitors we've had um, come up after the show. And go, man, from setup until, you know, the tear down here my legs feel so much better than these hard floors. And I, I agree hundred percent, you know, you're, I feel like your shoes get a little dusty walking on the, on this turf, but um, man, it's well worth that little bounce in your step. You'll oh, be yeah. picking those step. little, those little black rubber balls yeah. out of your, out oh, of your yeah. shoes for a little while, but I, I'd trade that in a heartbeat. I mean, I yeah. love walking, yeah. walking on that stuff. I spoke um about two weeks ago with, uh, Oh man, I'm never gonna remember her first name, but it doesn't really matter right now. She's a wonderful lady. Uh she's the president of the um, I think it's like the football boosters for Cannon McMillan football team. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have these guys come come back again on Sunday, a couple hours before the show ends. They're all walking around with their jerseys and I announced that they're there, but we created this um save your backs and relax program. For the exhibitors, particularly the out-of-state ones that have a lot of pieces of their uh, booth that needs to be um, packaged up and, and tore down, uh, these guys can come in and it's a donation at the end for the football team. And the football mothers are there. They collect the cash donations, whatever uh, an exhibitor deems, you know, uh, you know, fair for what the, the service these guys provided carrying stuff out to their vehicles. It's the easiest probably most productive fundraiser that you could probably ever come up with for some, any type of school event or anything like that. Um, you're not selling hoagies and pies and things that need delivered and picked up. These guys just come carry stuff out, get some cash for the football team and, and uh, the moms collect it and it's good to go. And after, you know, two full days of being on your feet and talking to people and, dealing with everything as an exhibitor and there's nothing better than just saying, Hey guys, 
you guys take this out to my car. And they're eager you know, to help, man. Hand, like you don't handing them, handing them a twenty dollar bill, and and that's you know, yeah. then that 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 makes everybody happy. You yeah, don't even I'm have just to ask. A little them. nervous because it seems like Owen doesn't really need us anymore. Then <laughs> so I might be back to having <laughs> I, to wait outside we, in line. I, I need you guys more for the setup than the takedown. Come come takedown on Sunday. No <laughs> one's interested in helping. Everyone's yeah, everyone's already gone home. To their families, Donnie's on the water at like two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, he, he's netting 50s. Oh man, those That's football players, though, they're running around like you're not even ready to break down. They're like, Can I carry that? Can I carry? We're like, well, Hold on, right? I'm like, Hold on, like, big fella. You're anxious to lift them. I can, I can <laughs> knock that down. That's way different than the first year they participated. It was kind of like getting their sea legs. They, mm. I said, Listen, you guys got to kind of engage a little bit, and, and oh, it's they gonna work now. Yeah, you can't walk around and just hope that somebody's going to ask you. You got you got to be assertive, and that's kind of a cool thing when you start to get kids involved with community service kind of things, where they feel included in something or they participated in something. So, I'm the president of the board for the Old City Chamber um, this year, and one of the things we do with different events that we host there in Old City, we try to work through the athletic directors at Riverside and in Old City and get. Um, some of the students lined up to help with um, help setting up parades and coordinate five Ks and, and things like that. But we, we benefit by having, you know, all hands on deck. The other thing is they benefit from being involved with some community effort. And I think those are good, valuable little experiences that you walk away with as a kid. You might not recognize it at the time, but I think when you look back, it kind of makes you feel proud that you're able to, kind of contribute to something so mm-hmm. that's what we're all about for sure yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. I, I had a question and i lost it it was a good one too uh, i hope it comes back down. yeah so we we've kind of covered a lot here but as far as you know musky max is there anything else like show wise like we've talked we've talked about the seminars we've talked about you know some of the the vendors and things like that um you know, as far as the raffles go, like there's just a lot of good stuff here. And this is like, again, like our area, like Sean, what you've done is you brought us not only as musky anglers, but fishermen in general, like you've brought us this really awesome thing to look forward to every year and to, to be a part of. And like, you know, anybody that may listen to this, or even if you're kind of on the fence about going to a show, like what I've learned over the years is like, you got to go, you just got to take that leap sometimes mm-hmm. and force yourself to go. Cause you're going to get a lot more out of it, you know, in the long run. So, and I don't know why people are into like, a lot of people will message me and be like, Oh, like what is I'll be asking a lot of questions. Like, what's it like? Like, uh, like what, you know, what's it like inside them? Like people are intimidated. I don't know why I just go. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. well, okay. So what's the, what's the cost for daily ent- for a daily entry? It's um it's twelve dollars, I think, for um general admission, and there's there are two dollar off coupons all over the place. Yeah, we saw we saw a bunch of those. So any of our listeners, you know, figure about ten dollars, and then I think kids twelve and under are free, um with a paid adult. And is there a weekend? Is there like a pass? Okay, 
15 16 dollars something like that for a weekend pass so, so that's something i would affordable. suggest to our listeners like if you're local to here in pittsburgh you know think about buying the weekend pass and if there's anything you want you want to buy go saturday morning but then come back you know let's come back spend some time come back especially, on sunday especially for the seminars yeah yeah you can't imagine how many people from um outside of our area coming by weekend passes but they also book hotel rooms and stuff it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, That's the fun part. And, it, and it, the thing is, too, with Musky Max, I mean, really, within 20 minutes or so, you could probably walk through the whole thing and see everything. That's not what it's about. It's about asking the questions. It's about learning more, checking out all these different colors and, you know, things like that. One of the things that, that it's really cool for me to kind of pick up from you guys is I would say five years ago, you, you may not even have known each other. And 100%. Mm-hmm. And now... You're you're running a, a really cool podcast um, to collect information, share information, share experiences and things like that. That's really cool to me that you guys were able to form this little group and do something really cool. And I can't help but uh, not not to pat myself on the back or Todd, nothing, I'm not taking any credit for that. But it seems like Musky Max was kind of an avenue that helped create that absolutely i was just gonna say that i was like you know just i can just speak for me personally absolutely musky max was like my first foray into this industry and tom kind of hopping on board and helping out and then meeting ryan there and seeing how he's you know working with you behind the scenes and kind of getting to know ryan and that that absolutely you know kind of created the core and then you know actually i think nick I think the first time I met you was at Musky Max. Yeah, actually in person. Yeah. Yeah. I met your dad before that, but that's right. (laughs) But, you know, you know, make you make all these connections. And really, that's one of the biggest connectors, you know, is 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 a show like that. And, you know, for us as exhibitors and as a podcast now, you know, we're very appreciative of you for taking Mm -hmm. all the time and effort to you know, just to deal with all the bullshit that I'm sure you got to deal with in in just putting this together well it, you learn a lot every time you do it and um there's always something unexpected that's going to come up you know that's just it just you kind of in the back of my mind prepare for some of that so well i kind of had a question spinning off that for you yeah. sean so you're always caught up like Owen said in the bullshit like you're doing damage control you got to worry about so many things but do you have a list right do you have anything that you're going for this year other than like your brother or is there anything um, Nah, I mean, there's, I think there's just a lot of different pieces of things that are, that are happening with this show. Um, that I mean, are, as far as baits, like the, your shopping list, like you, cause oh, you're always, so, yeah, you're always so busy with the business side. Do you go with a shopping list or is that kind of, no, I'm more focused on really setup, um, yeah. making sure that from space assignments and thing like that, that everything's accurate, that when the exhibitors get there, you know the lanyards everything's ready to go mm-hmm. making sure the electric i mean there's just so much no from an operation standpoint no. i don't even focus on that mm-hmm. my quiet time is like on sunday morning i'll go in there a little bit early and i'll take a look at some things and i'll mm-hmm. be like man that's pretty cool i want to check that out i want to see this you know so yeah. I didn't know wild. if you were trying to sneak away from the mc mic at any time to go like hey i gotta go grab this one thing you know i've been eyeing it up 
he gets there's, other stuff. Todd there's... just throws it out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. true. Seriously, <laughs> now, I have a I have a full agenda for both days. Where um, making sure, like even and Ryan knows because I give him a copy of the agenda for, like when we get um, the speakers lined up, and um, I just want to make sure that their presentation is going to go well, and from a timing standpoint that they're they're sticking within the guidelines that we set, the parameters we set for them, within reason. You want to mm-hmm. give them a little bit of flexibility and things like that, but um, it's just everything. There's so much behind the scenes planning and live action things that are happening that you're contending with that you're not really shopping it's just making sure that you're pulling off a really nice event for people yeah Yeah. so i figured i the question i had Mm -hmm. i I, it came back to me so like on some of these like uh some of the shows and stuff they give out like awards for certain things like i Mm -hmm. remember like you do that you know with max do you still have anything for like the furthest traveled you know like person that traveled the furthest to to make it to a musky max i don't have anything like that only because it's hard to kind of capture all that information you know whether it's an attendee or an exhibitor or anything like that i think it's kind of cool i think it's kind of neat um but we did like owen had mentioned we did the um the best of show we did the new best exhibitor and there's no one listening right nope i got something else coming up for it's gonna be kind of cool that's all i'm gonna say the musky dunk tank there's one more little (laughs) recognition award that's coming up so and we're gonna do this every year too so there's gonna be three that's cool it's gonna be a belt that's all i (laughs) I wish that would be cool does it have to do with being shirtless that's what Nick's wondering. Like best uh, shirtless musky pose, you know. Based on based on what I know, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious because uh, we got uh, we got uh, somebody coming in from Washington State. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. We did a little bit through, yeah. through text, I believe. That's pretty yeah. cool. I can't think get much that, further. No, we're gonna have to do something though, right? Hmm. I know he's fill the fill the arena with snow so he feels at home. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know that. I think they get more rain up there. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I was just curious about it. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's that. Like all that stuff is super cool. Like that's what makes this show special. You know, there's just a lot of like ins and outs. You want to do memorable little things, and um, you know, the the good thing is you got a lot of good people behind this too. So oh, and you look like you have something you want to say. No, actually, I was, I was, I was kind of thinking of something, but I, I cannot. I actually just can't, can't think of what it was. I had something to say, and I can't think of it. It's going around tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's happening. Well, if you think about it, you know, if you remember, we can hop back on the podcast in a couple hours. You there know? you go. We'll just hop back on. Yeah, there you I'll go. I'll call you guys in a little bit. I'll be so, back around. <laughs> speaking of podcasts, I wanted that we wanted to talk about this a little bit too, because Sean, you're you're kind of getting into a little a new venture there, right? Yeah, this it's it's fun. What's um, this? So this one it's called the Boss Juice Podcast. So it's where we're interviewing different business owners, entrepreneurs, and kind of capturing their story. So boss meaning you're tied to something, you might be in charge of something, even if you're not the owner, you you know. You're a person in a responsible sort of position. And juice is the slang for 
um, you know, some of the scoop. So that's what we're doing right now. We've got a we've got a film crew, so we can push this out through YouTube, and um, these guys handle it in a really professional way. My co-host and partner in this is um, his name's Antonino Ferraro. He owns a young guy graduated from Pitt probably about five years ago, something like that. He owns a company called Atsap. And they, they develop custom mobile apps and um, custom software and things like that. And we partner up strategically working with different clients. Um, from my marketing standpoint, um, help them with some things and they help me with some things. But always wanted to do a podcast and never had the level of technology support that I think I needed to do what I wanted to do. Partnering up with Antonino, I think we're on to something here. This will be kind of fun so so what's the what's the premise um we want like, to you're talking story. to people about their how they created their businesses and, and yeah like business stories like um maybe it was this family business and there's this different aspects that you never you never thought of these these um problematic things that they've run into things as maybe a business owner maybe you're trying to hop into that oh, same man. industry holy so, shit i could i could i could fill a freaking book on that these little, um, let's call it like a peek behind the curtain. These little glimpses of what other people have experienced, whatever it is they do. It seems maybe to you or me, because we live it, uh, it seems kind of, you know, not so interesting. But the other people, that little peek behind the curtain is a really cool thing. So yeah. um, the first uh, episode that we did, it's in production right now, post-production right now. It was with uh, one of my clients, Aiken Refuse. They're a, they're a garbage company. They do residential garbage collection, roll-off boxes, commercial dumpsters, things like that. But it's a really cool story on how this whole thing came together and how it evolved into to what it is now. So you'll just have to check it out. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Very cool. That's super cool, yeah. I want a film crew now. How come yeah. we don't have a film crew? Uh, Ryan. Like we We're just like, no, 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 no. We're just like, Ryan. This is the film crew. Yeah, yeah but you guys got the really crew. nice. You got the really nice headsets. I got nothing here. <laughs> Donnie has the really nice uh, China mic. I, I gotta what? say, Donnie's mic has been pretty good. It didn't die notch. yet. No, no, I, I think it sounds yet. great. Zing you. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I have a uh, recommendation for your podcast, Sean. Matt, you, discount. Mike. Kellen Campbell and Sean Allen. Kellen Campbell for you. Wait, <clears throat> the Kellen Campbell. One and only. Yeah, the, like the Kellen Campbell. Yeah. From West Allegheny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I hunted with these people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does yeah, he knows you. I know all crazy. he's told me before. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the owners what a great of... family. I'll tell you what, quality people. Yeah. And you should have you checked out his business, Mac Discount? I mean, it's insane to be I didn't perfectly honest with you. I had that business. I, I do need to check it out. Dude, oh, that yeah. would be Crazy. a killer topic for your podcast. Yep. yep. And yeah. I, I would bet, I would bet that uh, you know, Mac Discount would probably sponsor, you know, in some way, like yeah. Musky Max, like some, it's <laughs> some small portion. Come on, Kellen, if you're no, listening, we want to go I mean, big. Probably would, but I'm not going to. All right, so Kellen, you got to sponsor it big. Yeah. You got to <laughs> do it big, man. I had no idea he was involved with Mac Discount. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a fascinating story. Yeah, how just the bridge version we got on a yeah. fishing trip was 
fascinating. Incredible. Yeah. How cool. It'll be at Musky Max, I'm sure. I mean, it was something like then. at before before uh the pandemic hit, he had like 17 employees. I thought it was like seven or something. It, it was something like, yeah. you know, between seven and seventeen, whatever. But now there's like seven hundred and fifty. That's incredible. And yeah. only expanding, you yeah. know, it's probably higher than that now. It it, it really is. It's an impressive story. It seems I, like every time I look at the website, there's a new location. More, yeah, there's more places. I was going to say, at one point, Deanna and I were like trying to play the Mac discount game where we picked up something at every store and it just got out of control. Wow. <laughs> Can't keep up with them. Except they don't They don't seem to like Erie. They seem to hate Erie. Yeah. You know, they're not right. going to go north. That's all right. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. I've heard Ooh, rumors okay, of so venturing oh. north. All oh, right, good. boy. Good to hear. Hmm. We had to get the Mac discount in there at some point. Yeah, so we just offered that Kellen will sponsor. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. For the record, we did not. Owen. <laughs> we did, we did. Kellen sponsored Musky Max. Oh, you can yeah. blame Owen. Yeah, I I think that would be perfect. We'll have to have a <laughs> chat with that young man. Mm-hmm. So cool. what what else do we have to talk about here for uh, for Musky Max? Because I'm ready to go now. Can I line up now? Are we good? You you can. You can. We'll can. see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> You're probably gonna get on a watch list for sitting outside oh, some yeah. kids' hockey games. Yeah. The yeah, Zamboni guy is gonna be like, no well, shit. Well, that's the, that's the pl- that's the plan. You got to get acquainted with the Zamboni guy ahead mm-hmm. of time so he knows. Somebody's going to think you're like a Greenpeace protester or something, chaining yourself to the door. This yeah. kid's starting to smell. Yeah. <laughs> Get him a bath before he goes. Oh, a big beard. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. The the chatter on um social media and like I said all that web traffic is um it's really encouraging and it's it's fun. One of the things when a person goes to the website and they they opt in to receive um email they i always i want them i I always want to know how they found out about us and many say your podcast others have been to the show maybe once or heard about it through a friend um or maybe they just um became a member of the three rivers chapter or something like that it's crazy because there's they don't come from one source the bulk of them they're just showing up from everywhere, which is really cool. It's neat. I didn't realize we were showing up in, in you know, in the statistics like that. That's awesome. Well, look, we'll put it this way. There was at least one. <laughs> Don <laughs> Senior. It was Don Senior. Don Senior. Shout Don out Don Senior. Senior. Yeah. <laughs> were the that's initials good. DS? <laughs> yeah. 25. That's, you know what that means. That's 25% of our listener base. So that's great. <laughs> So I, heard about you I think guys. it's cool. Got, we definitely got had those people. Wileys there that are a little bit uh, shaky. I'm not sure. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, those, those jointed, uh, they never work. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we got Musky Max here, March 4th and 5th. And that's something too. Everyone always asks, I'm like, come to Musky Max. They're like, when is it? I'm like, do you have a phone? Just type it in. It's not It's not like some shady back alley deal where like six of us are meeting up. Like it's out there. Like just Google yeah. it. You'll see it. You'll see how to get there. No, the, sh- the shady back alley stuff happens after the <laughs> after, show. After, yeah, yeah. We, after. we try with the, on the marketing side of it, we try so many different things. And um, 
some of it works and, and some of it doesn't. I think that's that's part of the whole marketing thing is, you know, you take these calculated risks sometimes in different ways to promote it. But um, I think part of it would be the clubs mainly mm. because everything goes out to the memberships and they do a really good job of helping them promote. I think, you know, platforms like this, I think are really great um, to get it out there. Social media, we have about... I think it's around 7,000 fairly active followers on, on Facebook. Um, it's pretty cool. So we'll, we run some paid reach here and there and um, kind of keep track of that, you know, what's happening. So I always enjoy seeing the, I, I know they try to get it on the, the Muskies Inc calendar to each show and what, what the dates are. And that's always a nice little, that's, that's my yearly uh, calendar in the office. So that's Amen. my, my reminder. Any of these listeners for the the Hunks podcast here, you know, if you've never been to Muskie Max and you're a little bit apprehensive, don't be. Um, just come out and have a good time with us. Mm-hmm. Or you're you're going to bump into a lot of really good people. There's there's good food. There's um, beverages there. There any kind of I don't say any kind, but there is a lot of gear. I mean, there's a lot of tackle at this at this show great um, deals too stuff. i'm I sorry crashes is always running like phenomenal yeah, pricing I've, I've said it before you don't get 20 percent off very often and that's normally what crashes is i don't know if it, if it, that's what it'll be this year but you know you can't just go on to any of these websites and get 20 percent off these reels and rods you can get it off you know certain things here and there but the major components you this is a great time to go and buy your rod, your reel, and a net, you know, things like that. These big, big products that you can touch, you can feel, you can actually get in your hand and make a decision on. Because a lot of these are big, big number, you know, they're big cost products. Especially so, like like rods and reels. A lot of times that's like a 40 or, you know, more dollar shipping charge. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, you can't even feel the thing before you buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, what's the difference between the 300 size and the 400 size in the tranks or the 500 size as someone who we all have a pretty good experience level at this point of what those size differences are. But if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the type of thing you got to go to a show like this and pick these yeah. things up and ask questions. And yeah. Sean said before, like, I think the perception too, with like new musky guys is you're walking into like a new gym or something. Like everybody's going to look at you like, who's this new guy? Like what the yeah. f- what's he doing? But it's not like, it's like Comic-Con for like fishing nerds. Like everybody's yeah. having a good time. Nobody's going to judge you if you've never musky fished in your life. Like it's really not a big deal to just come on out. Well, the other thing too, it's I try to make it like a, a fun party atmosphere with the music and the mm-hmm. announcements and and everything that's happening. Um, the guys at at South Point, um, I think it's South Point Technology, they do a really good job on the audio side, checking it, making sure the mics are spot on and everything like that. They do a great um, South Point Telecom is what it is. They do a great job. Uh, working with us it is like a party atmosphere though it's not like some uptight thing where you have to worry if you're a new guy i mean you're literally walking into a musky party fishing party everybody's in a good mood everybody Mm -hmm. wants to talk musky fishing and and be a part of it you know it's like and just to the point too like you guys were talking about how new anglers or, or guys that don't necessarily know what they need like when you look at 
Macs in particular, like, Oh, and you brought up crashes. Like they have tons and tons of gear there, you know, nets and all that stuff. But then you look at some of the terminal tackle, like you have Steve gold, you've got stealth tackle, John Betty, like there's just like a number of vendors that it just covers a lot. Mm-hmm. It covers a lot of area there that you can really like, you can look at any of these vendors and you could say, okay, I'm, I'm a glide bait guy. Like there's a number of guys with gliders or I'm a crankbait guy. There's a number of vendors with crankbaits, you know, it's just, it's so like, well, like you put this vendor list together and it covers so much. And I do have one question though. I've, I've been meaning to ask you this Enzo sports cards and collectibles. <laughs> is this, is this your son? It is my son. Enzo is 11, but if you see him, you think he's 15 years old, okay? <laughs> and he's really into he's been collecting these sports cards. I've I'm not I've, I was when I was a kid, I had all kinds of Steelers, Pirates, baseball cards, football cards, all kinds of stuff, and then hockey cards and and everything else. And I've kept it. And I gave him boxes of this stuff a couple years ago, and he kind of got into it. And then he got into you know, bidding on things on eBay and just learning a little bit more about sports cards. So he goes, dad, he goes, um, I have like a little bit of space and I just want, I'm not selling anything really. I just want to display some of my favorite cards. And I said, as long as we have like a little display box, cause I don't want his cards getting lifted, his favorite right. cards getting stolen or something. And I, right. I'm not suggesting somebody would do that, but Huh. I'd just feel terrible if he had something he's really happy with and it goes by accident, it's gone, you know. Mm-hmm. So and then you charged him full price for the booth to teach him a good business lesson, right? Actually, um, plus twenty percent. Good, yeah. <laughs> teach him early. Teach him how the business world works. Cost of doing business. Yeah, is, he, is, he is he currently receiving? Because I have boxes of sports memorabilia that I do not have uh, a place for. He would go nuts. I'm telling you right now. All right. So I'm gonna put him a little package. I'll bring together. him a bunch. I have boxes and bought like jersey baseball cards and hockey yeah. cards, and I keep saying I'm gonna sell them. I'm never gonna freaking sell them. So yeah. they're his. Nah. Uh, he'll go nuts. Believe me. <laughs> be good. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys. I mean, we're just what a few weeks out at this point. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because doesn't Muskie Max? Seem like it's forever away, and all of a sudden it's right in your face. Yep, it's incredible. And what? I, okay, so here's something that I love about Musky Max is it's also to me, it like tells the, me that spring is here. Yeah, the turning like point. The turning point because generally, the, at least the last couple of years, you know, it the weather has always been on the warmer side. Um, you know, it it just kind of says, hey, it's time to start thinking about really getting out there. Well, last year, if you remember, I think Saturday was a little bit cooler than Sunday. Sunday was like like it was today. It was like 65 degrees or something like that. And I think a lot of guys, you know, yeah. they were already out there using their products. So, mm-hmm. right. Cool. But yeah, you're right. It's almost like it's the, it's the sign that, you know, good things are coming. So, absolutely. It's a lot of good vibes with this one. Oh, oh yeah. what do you have this year special? Talk about that. You've got something crazy coming up or what? Not really. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to be doing more of the same thing. I'm going to have more in the way of single bladed baits. In the I sexy think... little ones that you brought over the other night, those little heavy those, guys. Yeah, those are going to be a big really deal. Different. Nah, I mean, those are, yeah, those are a little are. smaller. It's just a yeah, smaller. They're going to be big. They're going to be a big deal. The people but are what, like I, what I can say the addition is, is going to be that, um, 
a complaint about my my spinner baits is that you know they they don't they don't uh the skirt doesn't come down long the hook hangs out too far and mm. so tom has started uh you know and du- du- he's gone straight into it uh pouring rubber and so he's been pouring tons and tons of you know those grub tails that basically your brother uses at the end of the, yeah, the trailer, uh you know yeah. the jerk baits and whatnot but uh, you know, and he's doing them in like literally any color imaginable to match any bait or any blade or any skirt I could possibly tie. Like, so it's like having, you know, uh, the big complaint was what's who's the company that made the made those um those Killer grubs? That, yeah, but what's the the whale the tails? Assault. Oh, whale. No, 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 no. The um, whale tails are just whale tails. I think they're no, no, that's not like whale the... tails. No, that's not what I mean. Um, shit, I have some here. Hold on. This he's is gonna, gonna go, he's he gonna go to get find him. out. He's already in a rabbit hole. Kalen's, yes. Oh, like the action yes. plastic. Kalen's, Kalen's. So Kalen's, um, the reason why Fat Az had to start pouring their own um, rubber tails was because Kalen's basically stopped making a There's bunch their of their action colors. plastics. Mm. Amazing action plastics. But yeah. No, I th- I thought they were Kalen. I thought when they were two years, at least a couple years ago, they were still the Kalens. Mm. There's a need that needs to be filled here. That's right. the point, right? Rubber, but rubber. The, the, the point is, shortage. is that the the point <laughs> is, is that like now I can more or less match anything that I build. Tom can match. I shouldn't. And say the I funny can part match. of that is, Tom is like match. we're getting two birds stoned at once here because I I never intended to like make the grubs into anything, but I just wanted them to practice, you know, like learn color. And then, but we're like, hey, wait a minute, these aren't like useless. We could yeah. <laughs> do no, something. You put them on these. that. Put them on the big yeah. spinner bait on these giant. Like I use a like a big tuna spinner bait hook, a tuna hook for, for my spinner baits. Um, and and so adding that giant grub tail just changes things i mean it, and it's so yeah that's that's really going to be the major addition and i'm really frankly i'm excited about it let's also talk about the fashion statement that you're making with these new hoodies right now because you don't think they're a big deal but i kind of really want one like enough to drive out to your house right ryan now. needs uh, every piece of fishing clothing there is i'll tell you what i'm wearing the black one right now but guys you got to see like the the army green one with this it's it's like it's unbelievable they turned out much better than i even expected cool so yeah, hoodies will be on sale for anyone. Um, I learned the hardware that the hard way that shipping is expensive as shit these days. Yeah. I went to ship a hoodie to Ben Stone out in no, you're ten Minnesota. bucks easy. Well, I gave it to my wife and I said, "Can you ship this out there?" And she went. She was at the post office and she's sending me the prices, and it's like fifteen ninety five. I'm like twelve dollars to ship a hoodie. Yeah. Like that's that's insane. Don't yeah, they have that flat rate dollar? box or whatever? Yeah, don't they have that flat flat rate flat $5? rate? Oh the, yeah, the you gotta call them. The five dollars only like a six, <laughs> exactly. Six by you nine might be able to origami a t-shirt into that, <laughs> but a hoodie, there's no way. So what Ooh. my wife actually, my wife, you know, she's always the one that figures this stuff out. She went on USPS and figured out like what is the their cheapest packaging Parcel option. Select. But then she went on Amazon and she bought the same type of packaging for like nine cents a package as opposed to 90 cents. And, you know, so 
it's gonna it's gonna end up costing like seven oh the mailer yeah never yeah, buy your mailer. mailers at the post oh my god the that's mailer. a racket never buy those at the post office well, but who hasn't who has just mailers sitting around to dollar send a store. hoodie ryan reed i, I do so some at the dollar i go store. to dollar general because you guys know i sell a lot of baits on ebay and stuff and i go down there and i have a girl down there that hooks me up with boxes even now so hell no you're paying like flipper, four dollars an envelope flipper, at the post office flipper I that's what flip like if you're selling baits to Canada, there's a whole other. Like, yeah, you can't use the the priority mailboxes. Because then they charge you way it's more. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, the hoodies are going to be available at Musky Max or at the Lore Swap. If anyone wants to pick one up, at the Lore Swap. I've had a couple people reach out about bringing them to that. I'm more than happy to to do so. So, I want mine at the Lore Swap so yeah, I can wear same. it to the Max. There you you go. got it. Yeah, me too. I uh, I also want to mention that I was going to try to make some hunk shirts. Um, I received at least one complaint regarding the Gildan shirts. <laughs> I I have since revisited and we've ordered different shirts. They're still Gildan, but they're a little different. And I'm just going to say this. They were shipping me like 30 or 40 shirts, like one at a time. <laughs> like we are getting literally one shirt a day right what? now. So I don't know how many shirts I'm gonna have for Mac. See how that plays out. Well, we gotta we gotta put up a little uh a, a musky hunks uh giveaway package for the raffle. There you go. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We got we got mugs too, by the way. T shirts. That's a guy. Oh, yeah, we can do some hugs. Uh, some mugs. Hugs, some hugs. Whatever. You want to do hugs? <laughs> I love hugs. Hugs. Hold on, Sean. Can we do hugs. that? Can we give hugs out too? We got we got um, the mugs. Where did you get that mug? You. That's entirely up to you guys. Um, <laughs> did I show you this nice. yet? As long as it's consensual. This is the. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's burnt. It's etched. My wife learned how to etched glass over the last week. Oh really? Yeah. So, oh wow, that's pretty cool, man. We're, we're gonna have some mugs too, probably. I gotta figure out the logistics with you. So cool, very cool. I'm gonna bring a hanger, just one hanger, and we're gonna run everything out of a tote <laughs> hidden under your table. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So I kind of wanna, I wanna circle back. Do you guys have anything else to to touch on with Max? I, think I don't think so. Here. At this point, I think I'm, I'm maxed out right now. So. <laughs> No, you can't I'm, be. I'm like close. maxed out. Like I'm ready to ready to go, man. All right. So, Sean, you want to give us a rundown again, just just for the sake of doing it, like dates, yeah. times, all that good stuff. Yeah. So we're going to exhibitors are going to set up on the third, and um, that's a that's a whole day event basically with pipe and drape. It was so cool when you um time lapse that last year that was a really cool time lapse thing you did i'm gonna do it with sean's permission i'll do it again this year yeah absolutely i think i think think we'll have some fun the um the actual show dates uh saturday march 4th we kick off at nine uh nine goes till 5 p.m a lot of people stick around after they go over to bubba's or wherever they're you know wherever they want to meet up um Sunday morning, uh, 10 to 3 p.m. on Sunday, March 5th. And then, again, wrap it up 3 p.m. and uh, start lobbying for 2024. That's how it works. Doesn't stop. Yeah. I think I think people are going to enjoy themselves. And 
it sounds like there's going to be a lot of new faces at this one, um, just from the chatter that I see online and, uh, you know, through the web. So it's all good for, I think, for everybody, for the industry, for the sport. Uh, so it's fun. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to put everything I can into doing a Musky Max recap this year. But uh, here's my the difference. I want to do everything at the show or after the show. So I don't want to be sitting in my office talking at my desk anymore. I want to do everything live with people we're hanging out with and hopefully we can make it happen, but it's a little tricky. Not everybody wants a camera jammed in their face either. So what? we got to figure that, would that make out for some really great video though. That's yeah. really cool. I want to try to do more of that this year. So we'll see how it goes, but man, I'm looking forward to this one. It's just every year. Me you too, man. I'm smiling, year. smiling like a butcher's dog. Right you have now. a line like on the thinking website. about it. The line on the website is 2023 bigger and better. And every single year it has been bigger and better. And it's just like, dude, I'm, I might not even sleep starting right now. We'll yeah. see. We've got a whole month, but I'm fired up. I think that um, you should get a lot of rest between now and then because it's a big weekend. It is. Got to pace yourself, Ryan. That's I took good off. advice. I took off. I, I requested that Friday off like last year. So ready to go. He's lying to all of you. He uh, took off um, from the last week in February until like <laughs> mid-March. <laughs> Just a prep. Yeah. I need. I definitely need a little time after. I need a couple days after to settle down. That's funny. Not a lot to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Well, boys. All right, boys. Yeah. All right. Hey, Thank I, you wrap much. her up. Yeah, I Sean. appreciate you um, giving me an opportunity to join you for for an evening. It was a lot of fun, and I really can't wait to see you at the show and everybody else. I hope the listeners who, you know, maybe were on the fence decide that, hey, this does sound like a cool thing. Let's do it. You won't be disappointed. So. Oh, no. And we'll be talking about it, you know, between here and, and the show. You know, we'll keep we'll keep talking about it and singing its praises because this really is like it's like the. The Super Bowl weekend for for Western Pennsylvania musky folks, yep. you know, and it's it's just it's what you you live for. And as an exhibitor, you know, it it's it really is. It's it's just the most fun experience being able to be a part of it all. So I want to say thank you to Sean for putting it all together because if if it's not for you, a guy like you putting your neck out there to to do all these things, exhibitors like me don't have a place to sell my wares. Yeah, man. Thank you for all your hard work. Yeah. Everything that you do to put into it. Well, like I said, look forward to seeing you guys a few weeks. We'll have a lot of fun that weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, boys. All right. All right, guys. Take care. See you. All right. Thanks, Sean. Sean. Thanks again. Thanks, Sean. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play.